0: We're going to be in the same area, so we're still going to be talking about the love of God as it pertains to our duty as a child of God. now, when we talked about God's love last week, we know that because he is love and because he loves us first, then we're able to love him and we we know from that fact that it's nothing that we're doing that's saving ourselves. There's nothing that we can accomplish on our own that's going to save us. Regardless of what the world tells you today, regardless of what our culture tells you, regardless of what some churches will try to tell you, there's nothing that you are going to do in and of yourself that will even remotely contribute anything to your salvation. It is holy and fully and completely upon the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You're not going to do anything. You say, Well, who do you think you are telling me that? Well, I'm just a human being. That's who I am. And I'm telling you, it's not just who, it's not just you, okay? It's not just you that can't do anything, it's all of us. It is each and every one of us. All those that was ever born into humanity, oh, we were born into sinful world. And we can't do anything to save ourselves. But when we look at this scripture today, that you may know, you see, that's what John was writing this scripture for. There's a lot of people today that are going through life, Okay? that are going through life, that are going, young adults that are struggling, young people that struggle, middle-aged people that struggle, seniors that struggle with this truth, with this fact, am I really saved? How can I know that I am saved by the blood of Jesus Christ? How can I know that I am on my way to heaven? How can I know, how can I have that assurance that I'm his? And we think about this when we get into this scripture. Understand, these are not my words, okay? You know that. (laughs) These are not my words. And you see, that's what gives them weight. That's what gives them credence. They belong to the pen of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit says, I write these things that you may know. Alright? That you may know. And you see, that's what John was writing this letter to the churches for. Things that we read last week, the things that we'll read again this week. John was sending this out so that we... Might know. Well, let's just go ahead and get into the scripture. 1 John chapter 5, let's begin in verse 9. You see, we're kind of picking up in the middle of a message now that John is relaying to the churches. He to, spoke extensively about the love of God, the actions of mankind as it pertains to his brothers and sisters, what it means to believe who Jesus Christ is. And then we get to here to the ninth verse. And these are the words that we hear from the pen of the Holy Spirit. First John chapter five, beginning in verse nine. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified Of his son. He that believeth on the son of God. Hath the witness in himself. Because he that believeth not God. Hath made him a liar. Because he believeth not the record. That God gave of his son. And this is the record. That God hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He that hath the son hath life and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that you you believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. So there we see John. Wrote these things so that we may know. As we said, we spoke last week, God is love. We know that God is love. That is his children. That is his children what we are the embodiment of that love. The body of Christ. That's what the body of Christ is. Jesus says, I'm going away. To, I'm going to prepare a place that where I am there you may be also. Then he t- tells the disciples, he tells us, he tells the church before he ascends back to the Father, go teach, preach, make disciples. This is what I want you to do, church. This is what Jesus tells us. We are to be his body while he is away. That's what we're called to do. That's what church is. Okay? Church is not this, church is not that. It's not that. It's not this. Church is sitting in these pews. That's the church. And you see, that's what Christ has charged us to do, to go to be making disciples of one another, to teach these children as they grow to be an example in everything we do in everything that comes out of these mouths, every thought that goes through these heads, to be an example to our brothers and our sisters in Christ. That's what God has called us. That's what the church is. Church ain't got nothing to do with conference. Church ain't got nothing to do uh, with the minutes. Uh, church ain't got nothing to do uh, with the Southern Baptist Convention. Church ain't got nothing to do with any kind of organization. The church is the body of Christ. Amen. That's what it is. Plain and simple. Leave it to a man to complicate things. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Yeah, there you go. Women said Amen. Uh, Leave it to a man to complicate things. To try to make us uh, the, the body of Christ into something that it is not. We have been called to what? To be his witnesses. Notice what John says here in this first verse. Let's see what he's talking about. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. That makes sense. Makes sense to me. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his son. Now think about this. If we receive the witness of men. Now I could sit here uh, for probably several hours going back and recalling times in our history, in church history, okay? Just go back just a few years. I don't know if y'all remember this cat named Harold Camping. My name might strike Well, let me tell you about his story. His story is that the church he belonged to uh, was convinced that there was a UFO coming back several years ago. And there was a a comet that was coming through Well, the UFO was going to be behind the comet. And you see, Jesus was on this UFO. I'm serious. That's That's what the guy taught. And... Uh, When when the comet got close to earth, in order for the people uh, to get transferred up to the comet, they were going to have to commit suicide. Guess what happened? Yeah, that's right. Several dozen of the members of that church committed suicide in order to get transferred up to the comet, to the UFO where Jesus was at. People believe that. And we, you know, we can sit here and think, what? what? You've got to be crazy. Yeah, you do. But you see, we receive the witness of men. And you see, there's less severe cases all through history. Because, you know, just what I was talking about a while ago about what church really is. Because some church, I used to work with a guy, okay? Uh, According to this guy, if you were not white, if you were not, but a southern Baptist, uh, if you were not a uh, southern, uh, you weren't going to heaven. I'm like, what? Are you serious? Well, that's yeah, in the Bible. I'm like, I don't know what version you read. I've never read that version. And you see, he has believed something in his past that a man has spoken that has led him down the path of error. That's where he's at. We'll receive the witness of men. You're sitting here today listening to the words coming out of my mouth. Don't believe them just because they come right here. Lord, no. If they're not backed up right here, uh uh-uh, don't mean nothing. Don't mean nothing. This is the only thing. This is the foundation. This is what matters. This is the truth. Amen. And you see, if it's not backed up right here, mm mm-mm. We don't teach it, do we? No, we don't. Come on. It's exactly right. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. Now, think about that. Put that in perspective for you. A man tells me something, and I'm like, you know, well, I know this man. I know his life. I know uh, what he lives for. And, and I believe his word. I believe this man. And then God tells me something, and I'm like, you know, I just don't know about this. Think about it. Think about it. Think about the platform that each and every person that has ever lived throughout all humanity has put themselves on with this very statement. We'll believe somebody else, and yet we won't believe God. This is what John is talking about. If we receive the witness of men, The witness of God is greater, for this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his son. You see that word witness in there. You see it several times. Well, notice this. That's the Greek word martyria. All right, martyria. See that? And that word means evidence. It means evidence given. It means a record, a testimony, a witness. And we see it eight times in just the 9th, 10th, and 11th verse. Of what we're the scripture that we're reading. That word appears there as witness, it appears as record, and it appears in two other forms also as well. So it's a pretty important word there. It is the the evidence given, it is the witness that God has given to you and I of his love for us. Amen. His son. His son. Wow. Notice what he says. John goes on. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness, there's that word again, martyria. Now, if, if you, you notice that Greek word, martyria, if you notice the, the first part of there, you, you recognize the word in there, don't you? You recognize that word, martyr? You ever heard that word, martyr? You know, we think of martyr as what? Somebody that got killed for nothing. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. If you've ever been called a martyr, if you've ever had martyrdom ascribed to you, notice this. This thing got nothing to do with dying. It's got everything to do with bearing a witness. That's what that means. The martyrs for Christ speaks about in Revelation. Whoo, man. You better believe when it comes uh, homecoming day for them, they're going to get it. They're going to get a reward like nothing else. Yes, they are. Notice what John says. He that believeth on the Son of God, this is the 10th verse, hath the witness in himself. Now get this. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. Jordan, remember we were talking about that word this morning? What did I tell you used to happen to me when I used the word liar, got a whooping. Yeah, got took out behind the woodshed, didn't I? I told him about that this morning. When we was growing up, I remember uh, I just I thought it'd be a good idea one day to call my sister a liar. Well, unfortunately, I was in within earshot of my daddy, <laughs> and there was two words I was telling them. There was two words you didn't you didn't call anybody a fool, and you didn't call anybody a liar. And I found out the hard way. And I was like, what's the big deal? What? You know, she told a lie. I called her a liar. What's the big deal? No, but it's the implication. It's the accusation. You know what the name Satan means? Accuser. Accuser. Did you know that is his, that is what he does? He accuses you and I before the Father. He accuses you and I before the... Go back to Job. Remember the account of Job? That's what happened. Satan accuses Job before the Father. That's what Satan is doing to you and I today. Accusing us before the Father. Who are we going to believe? You see, John says, If you believe on the Son of God, you've already got the witness in you. You've got it. But if you don't believe, and here's the dangerous ground, if you don't believe, he that believeth not God hath made him a liar. Now think about this. If I am going to get in trouble as a child for calling my sister a liar, what in the world do you think is going to be the implication of a full-grown man with his own choices and abilities to stand up and call the creator of all that exists a liar. Yeah, it's right there. Keep shaking your head. You got that right. You see, this is the definition of blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. You've heard of the unforgivable sin? The only unforgivable sin is blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. I've had many people ask me, what is blasphemy of the Holy Ghost? I don't understand that. This is it. You call him a liar. God has made every provision for you and I to escape the flames of hell. God has made every provision for you and I to be reconciled to him. And all we have to do is believe his witness. The son of the living God has stepped into eternity to take our place. That's all we got to do. We got to believe him. You did this for me, God. We talk about that, what? How, how many times do I mention 1 Corinthians 15? About every week. <laughs> yeah, I of like, yeah, every time we get up here, 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. Believe that God has uh, sent his son, that he has died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he rose again according to the scriptures. Amen. Come on. That's all we're believing. That's it. Oh no, you gotta sign this card. You gotta be baptized. You gotta be confirmed. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. No, no, no. You've got to believe. It doesn't matter what words you say uh, when you pray. It doesn't matter where you was at uh, when you prayed or when you believed. It doesn't matter who was standing in the pulpit. It doesn't matter what version of the Bible they were reading. It doesn't matter if you was even in a building called a church. What matters is that you believe on the Son of the living God. That He died for your sins. That he was buried and that he rose again, just like it says here in the scriptures. Amen. Not according to anybody else's version, according to the word of the living God. The road to Emmaus. Jesus explained all this to him. You remember that? The two disciples over there. Yeah, get that. The disciples. The ones that supposedly are, are have got everything. All this knowledge that know everything. And Jesus walks with them and has to explain to them. This is why this happened. Ought not Christ to have suffered all these things. Because it's written in the scriptures that that's what's going to happen. It's what John's talking about. If you do not believe that, you are in essence where well, you're In reality, calling God a liar. God says, I've done this for you. For you. I've done this for you. And you're saying, not today. Not today. Don't believe that, God. Don't believe you can do that. Don't believe you did that for me, whatever it is. But you call him a liar. You see, it's not that we have this choice that we're walking on. People, people have that, that uh, misunderstanding that life is 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 about uh, uh, the choices that we make, and it is okay. Don't get me wrong in that respect. But they walk through life and they think, well, I'm either going to choose God uh, and heaven or I'm going to choose uh, the path uh, of my own and I'm going to wind up in hell. Uh, You know, I've got to walk down one road or the other. Wrong, wrong, wrong. You're already on the road to hell. When we're born into this world, we're on the road to hell. We are born into a sinful world. We are a sinful people in a sinful world in a sinful uh, universe because we have brought sin into it. God has not done any of that. God has not created that just to see what happened. No, we have done that. We chose to bring sin into this world. So we are already on that road that leads to hell. What God has done as says, I've made a way. All you have to do is believe. All you got to do is believe me. That's what God did. That's what he did through his son, Jesus Christ. You see, it's not about whether I'm going to choose this road or I'm going to choose that road. No, you're already on this road. God's got a rescue plan that he's put together. And you either believe it or you don't. You either believe, you say, God, I believe you, rescue me! Or you stay on that road and say, you're a liar. And you keep walking. Well, that's kind of harsh, isn't it? You better believe it. You better believe it. But listen, one day, I'll stand before him. I'll give an account. You see, there is no doubt in my mind. For anybody sitting in here that's ever wondered, uh, that has uh, doubts or anything, there is no doubt in my mind whatsoever that the God of all creation exists, that he loves us, that he cares for us, that I don't know what I could say or what I could do to convince you otherwise. But all that I have studied out, all that I have seen in my life, all that this book reveals to me, in my mind, in my heart, in my soul, I know that this is the truth. There is no doubt, whatsoever. Amen. I want you to understand it. No doubt, all this foolishness they're teaching our kids in our in the schools about billions and billions of years uh, uh, coming up uh, coming up from some a uh, monkey or some ape. And you know, such a foolishness as that! Uh, listen, they're lying to our children. Each and every day, turn on the TV and you see foolishness after foolishness, lie after lie. When the whole time God has borne witness of his love for us through his son, Jesus Christ. And for us to turn away from him is to call him a liar. Dangerous. John goes on, verse 11. And this is the record that God has given us to eternal life. And this life is in his son. See that? His son. And this is the record that God has given to us, eternal life. And this life is in the Southern Baptist Convention. Nah, wrong answer. And this life is in being a good person. Mm, wrong answer and this life is in being at church every Sunday Now, I don't give you an excuse not to be here next week alright <laughs> but that ain't it that ain't where it comes from no this life is in his son Amen. his son Jesus can it be any more plain child of God that is what we have to present to a lost and a dying world Not Republican, not Democrat, not liberal, not conservative, uh, not left, not right, uh, but Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's what you and I have to live before lost in a dying world. That's the only thing that's going to save us from an eternal hell is Jesus Christ. Not the life we live, not how good we are, what our last name is, what we did, or what we accomplished, but Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. That's it. Plain and simple. Are we calling God a liar? John goes on. Verse 12. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. You see, I mean, John makes it pretty clear, doesn't he? You got the sun, you got life. You don't have the sun, you don't have life. It's not, you know, there's, there's all kind of cats here. You know, go home, turn on the TV, pick any channel you want to on today and then. Uh, and you can look and see there's all kind of cats out there that's got this pamphlet or this book that they've written that will help you to grow, that will show you things that otherwise you couldn't find out, that will help you understand Scripture in a way that you never understood it before. What? Are you kidding? No. This is the only truth that you need. Think about that. You know the most absurd page in all the Bible? The most absurd page. You're like, what? Joey, what are you talking about? No, it's right here. It's right here in the very beginning. Yeah, there it is. It tells me that this is copyrighted by Broadman Press. What? Yeah, that's right. Copy. They've got a copyright on the word of God. You can't use it without written express permission. What? Are you kidding for a, a man to think, to have the, the audacity to think that he owns the word of God, get off of me. I just want to jack slap somebody is what I want to do. I'm telling you, just makes me so mad. People to think, well, I own this version or I own that version. And if you want to use this, you need to write and get my permission for it. Yeah, that's right. We'll see what happens one day. That day. Yeah, let's stand before the man who who's written express permission they didn't get. And we'll see how that turns out. We're calling God a liar, But look right here, all right, this is it. We're going to close up. I know that aroma, she opened that door a while ago and I smell that chicken and dressing. It's just coming on up through here. Uh, but this is it. This is it. This is what we need to see. Verse 13, these things have I written unto you, this is John, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, get this, here we go, that you may know that you have eternal life. That you may believe on the name of the Son of God. There we go, child of God. There we go. Get this now, alright, and, and take this home with you. Don't ever let this go. Your salvation is not dependent on your emotional state of mind. No. you 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 get up one day and what? You, you see the sun coming up and it's like, oh, it's a beautiful day out there. You hear the birds singing and everything. You get out and it's about 67.5 degrees outside. It's just perfect. And it's like, man, this is such a beautiful day. And you're like, man, I really feel, I see you, Lord. I feel saved today. But then guess what? There's another day. You get up and it's like, what? And it's like, you know, somebody says something to you and it's like, I don't even want to talk to you. I don't even want to go out into the world. I don't feel saved today. Guess what? It ain't got nothing to do with it. You're a human being. You're a human being. Your salvation is not dependent on how you feel. Oh, I feel good today. Oh, I'm good. I'm saved. No. Your salvation has nothing to do with your how you feel. John said, these things have I written to you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you might know you have eternal life. What are the things? It's not our emotional state. It's not our intellectual state. But how many degrees I got, Cain? Cain? You remember how many degrees I got? Five degrees, Deanna. That's right, five degrees. I got five degrees. How much do I know? Tell them. Tell them how much I know. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. That's exactly right. I know nothing. That's like I told him. I said, the more that I, what I learned about going to school is that the more that I learned, the more I realized I didn't know. That's the only thing education's going to ever teach you. You, you just keep learning and learning and learning, and guess what you learn? Man, I don't know nothing. <laughs> I don't know nothing. <laughs> so guess what? I started school pretty pretty intelligent person and I graduated an idiot. I realized I didn't know nothing. But you know what? It's not dependent on what I know. My salvation's not dependent on what I know. It's not dependent on what's up in here. Thank you, Jesus. It's dependent on what? The Son of God. It's dependent on me believing in Him. I cast all my cares upon Him. I clutch onto the feet of Jesus Christ and realize that there's nothing I can do. It's all Him. And that's what John says. These things I've written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may... No. No. Child of God, have you ever doubted? Been there. Been there. Child of God, have you ever wondered? Have you ever uh, just had such a a day that you just just didn't know? Been there. But John says, no, uh, your salvation's not dependent on any of that. It's not dependent on church attendance. It's not dependent on intellect. It's not dependent on a bank account. It's not dependent on your last name. It's not dependent on how much scripture I memorized. It's not dependent on anything like that. It's all dependent upon the son of the living God and my belief in him. I trust him. What can I do for my salvation? Nothing. I trust him. I believe in Him. I trust in Jesus Christ. Jesus died on the cross. And you see, this is the way Scripture explains it, as an atonement for my sins. My sins. Jesus didn't sin. I sinned. He died where I should have been, and that blood covers me. But it can't cover me until I say, Jesus, hey. I'm a sinner. I believe you did this for me. He's like, I got you. I'll cover you. And then when I stand before the Father on that day and when He looks down at me, people are like, Well, I'm going to have to answer for this sin, that sin, that. No, 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 no. You don't understand. Well, Jesus saved me from all the sins that I did in the past and I'll have to repent for No, you don't understand. You don't understand the blood of Christ the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ died on that cross, that blood atoned for every single sin from the time that Eve first stretched forth her hand until the time when Jesus Christ will break through the skies to return on that day. Every sin that had ever been committed that will ever be committed was atoned for when that blood was shed. You're not you're not going up with a list of sins and like Jesus, uh, I got this right here, did this last week, did that last week, did this. Uh, you know, don't tell nobody about this, Jesus, but the, you know, I got this on there. Could you could you give me wipe this off and you know I'll try to do the best I can from here? uh uh uh, uh. No, you're a sinner. I'm a sinner. We go before Jesus and proclaim our guilty. We proclaim that we have no defense. We proclaim that we are a sinner and we need a Savior. And our sin is covered. When I stand before God, it's not going to be a list of this sin, that sin, that sin. No, he sees the blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. Get this now. All right, get this. He's looking at me and he sees the blood of Christ. And you're like, Joey, I, I know you. Uh, you know, uh, you, go, you you better be careful on that day. No, no, uh uh-uh. uh. The blood of Christ. Not the blood of Joey Davidson, the blood of Christ. He sees his blood. Christ has covered me. I have believed. I have put my faith. I have trusted in Christ. And he has covered me. What does God see? He sees his son. Do you understand how unbalanced that trade-off is? For somebody like me that should have been booted off into the deepest, darkest depths of hell years ago and cast off into perdition whose name should have been Ichabod, that's me, for the Son of God to say, no, I got you covered. I got you covered. You're mine. When the Father sees you, he sees me. You belong to me. Now how in the world am I ever going to step up and say, Jesus... Let me add this to that. <coughs> don't do it. It's all the Son of God. John says, these things have I written. That you may know you have eternal life. You see, child of God, don't, don't let Satan take that joy away from you. It ain't got nothing to do with how you feel today. It ain't got nothing to do with what your hair looks like. Now, for those of us that have hair, or should I say those of y'all who have hair, ain't got nothing to do with the threads you got on, nothing to do with anything except your belief in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Brother Mayo, let's come with a verse of his song. And this is the invitation today, that if you do not know the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, if you have not believed on him, Today is the day of salvation, the scripture says. Today is the day that Jesus wants to move into your life. That the Holy Spirit is calling for you to be saved. And that's all you have to do is believe that he died for your sins, as the scripture tells us about. Believe that he rose again and believe that he lives was resurrected according to the scriptures just like the scriptures tells us you see everything is Jesus and the Bible what does John say John, not in his epistle but back in his gospel John 1 1 whoo I like that in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God Woo-hoo. Yeah, you keep on going, can't you? There you go. That's it. You can't separate Scripture and Jesus. You can't do it. Everything in here is Jesus. Everything about Jesus is Scripture. A lot of people try to tell us we pay too too much attention to the Bible. We put too much emphasis on Scripture. I won't even get started on that bunch. Okay? But if you're here today, never accepted Jesus Christ. Let's let, let's let today be the day. Be the greatest decision you've ever made. Be the greatest thing you've ever done. You can do it here at these altars. You can come down here and talk to me. You can talk to uh, anybody in this church if you want to. You can come down and pray. It's not in the prayer that you will pray that will save you. It's in the belief. You can do it right where you're at, in your pews if you want to. You can believe on the Lord and Savior right where you're at. You just have to believe in your heart. Then you'll have to make confession with your mouth. That's what you'll need to do. Like Jesus says, you don't, you don't take a candle and hide it under a bushel. So if that's you today, let's take care of that today. And if there's something you need to pray about, listen, while we got folks here to church that would love to pray with you, uh, you come down and let's pray about that. But let this be our invitation, that you might ex- accept salvation of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ before this day is over with. What you singing?